Welcome to the Justify Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 9, entitled Burned. Yes, we are. The one where they just out the rat. Mm-hmm. They just up and out him with no pomp, no circumstance, nothing. Uh, that's kind of way, I guess that's a lot, that's how Justify rolls. You remember when they, they had the whole... Uh, db cooper plot or whatever uh-huh. uh and, and sheriff shelby it's like that was the season mystery until it wasn't and then it's like yep i'm the guy it's so, weird it didn't it didn't feel right here it really didn't with maybe and that's that might be a syndrome of being podcasters and hyping this yes. up in our head and going yeah. oh what are the theories who could be the rat what what kind of twist and turns and do they i've have? been repping the, the duffy as the rat theory for a while now and i'm even me i was like, like two weeks right yeah even yeah. i was like whoa okay it's just <laughs> there it is i mean clearly whatever fi- that's the weird thing is whatever files Duffy gave to Catherine, and then Catherine gave to Art, immediately led to these sealed files that identified Duffy as the rat. Yeah. Which means that the whatever files the wind gave Catherine seemed like they would be awfully dangerous to give him, give her. Assuming she can't get her hands, well, assuming she could get her hands on the sealed files. Yeah. I, that that that's when they would be dangerous. Yeah, I I don't know. I like I said it's it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I mean, I it I was surprising. I know whether I was expecting like uh, uh, a dramatic hamster turn, you know, where I could get like a dun 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 moment. But <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting that. But I was expecting a moment where <laughs> the show tells us in not so many words that Duffy is the rat, and we're all encouraged to put the pieces together yeah it's like you had this whodunit where you have three plausible possibilities maybe even four if Uh if there's a crazy i think art is the mole theory too or (laughs) rat or tim is the rat uh Uh, so at the end instead of like the audience being able to chance to figure it out themselves and then do the reveal it's just like fuck it we'll just do the reveal yeah the butler did it with the lead pipe in the conservatory. <laughs> it felt very weird, yeah. So... Anyway, that that was the defining moment of the episode for me, right up front. Just, you know, Duffy in a tanning bed, a rat in a tanning bed. What did you think? So, I... what The first time I saw this episode, I really liked it. And I thought it was exciting, got my pulse going. It was a little bit weird about the rat. But then I liked the Loretta stuff, all that. The second time I watched it... Minus some of the tension between is Loretta going to die? Is Boyd going to die? Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt it did. It, it, I don't know. It didn't hit as well for me the second time through. Huh. It felt a little bit perfunctory and like, well, we need to move this into finale mode. Which, if the next three episodes are amazing, which I expect four episodes, then fine. But it just felt like I, mm-hmm. I, I felt like I heard Justified shifting gears. Okay, and. I, I I liked it. I liked okay, it a good. lot. All um, right. Aside from the unceremonious Duffy reveal, uh, I I liked it a lot. It also feels like again, you know, not to go back to this, but the more I think about a lot of the plot, the less it makes sense. Going mm. back all the way to the Christmas tree weed, uh, to the motivations of all the characters. Um, you know, we'll okay. get into this more as we talk about it, but it's just like there's something. I can't quite put my finger on that just doesn't feel believable about this whole setup. I, yeah, I think I think the central premise that Kentucky 
and specifically Harlan, is the place, the only place in Kentucky to grow weed. I mean, that's the one thing, but the whole, like, this get buoyed, and we have to do it quick, and it can't, like, you know, maybe it's the the wire fan coming out at me, but I just expect an investigation where you're definitively going to take someone down mm-hmm. uh, to take months. Yes. And it just feels like everyone is super impatient, down to, like, Rachel... She saw these guys try to rob the thing, blowed up black smoke coming out. She's Raylan was exactly right. And everything he said at the end episode, and she's like, damn it, Raylan, you keep letting me down. Uh-huh. I'm like, Jesus Christ, he found <laughs> the bumfuck shaft and knew the time and date and place. It's like, fuck you, Raylan, for, for not being omniscient. And he knows he's exactly right that he has Boyd and the bad guys doing everything he wants them to do. Yes. And he knows the exact time and place that he will strike again, like, and that he's that he's going to just get stupider about the way he approaches this. Yeah, the the I I don't know that it was it was out of character or completely insane that they were pushing and pushing and pushing because they've been doing that for a while with Ava. I right. Mean, and if you're saying yeah, you just don't buy it from a season long arc, then it, then I get it. It's when I start thinking about why is the pressure here. Well, really, the pressure is because we need a killer final season for Justified. Yes, you're and right. And I like okay, but I hate I hate hitting that that. You know, I hate hitting that as a reason for anything going on. Yeah, I'm with you. You know what what Raylan says about Boyd. I feel like you could say about the U.S. Marshal Service. He's just going to keep coming at us harder and dumber. Well, you Mm -hmm. keep coming at Boyd harder and dumber, and (laughs) someone's going to get died, or uh, someone's going to get died. Someone's (laughs) going to get killed, or Boyd's going to get let off the hook, or even worse, someone like Loretta or Ava is going to get killed. I, I don't know. But there's a lot of good stuff in it. I'm sure we'll get to the, the good and bad. Yeah. Uh, would you like to know who had a hand in making this? Yeah, sure. Uh, this was directed by Don Kurt, who has a lot of television experience going back to stuff that I'm sure people will recognize, um, like Viper and a Sentinel, uh, Nash Bridges. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he's directed three episodes of Justified before this one. It was co-written by Leonard Chang, who's the writer, executive producer, uh, one of the executive producers of Justified. Um, Dave Andron, who has been a writer on uh, Justified uh, for four episodes before this. And then Ginny DeArmit, who has kicked around as script coordinator and writer's assistant on many, many shows. This is her first writer credit. Hmm. Okay. Uh, So... Maybe I wonder if that's uh, unlike the Walking Dead model where you just take a first-time writer with some relevant experience and throw them to the wolves. I wonder if they intentionally kind of like assign these people to, yeah, you know, like, well, we're going to put Leonard and, and, and Dave here on it. Mm-hmm. And then on the Yost next engagement, maybe she can fly solo. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how maybe. it works behind the scenes. Maybe Yost is building that stable. Certainly not going to be for this show. I also feel like <laughs> in this particular, and I don't know whether this is the way they all work and this they divvy up the credits neater, but you know, from our conversations with Taylor and some behind the scenes stuff I see with Yost and his postmortems, it feels like this is a lot more of a hot potato collaboration thing. Where oh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. very rare to have multiple writers credited on other series where this it's like little bits of this, little bits of that, and the way they shoot it, they might just, like, draw a lasso around three different scripts and, like, okay, we need to make sure this has a end and beginning, and they move things around in sequence a lot more. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, we've had a four writer script. This is hmm. a three writer script. We've had a lot of two writer scripts. A lot of times writers get added on when they don't do a whole lot of writing. Uh, they'll have like ideas or they'll they'll be, you know, kind of ancillary writers here or there. Yeah. Um, and I've seen people who are just like creators getting credited with writing all the sure. time. But know? I'm just saying that like I've been doing this writer director thing for over a year, just over a year now. And yeah. it's just justified as the one where it's tons of double, triple, quadruple writing credits. Sure. Okay. Anyway. Um, speaking of, of people getting killed. Yeah. Boone. Boone is going to, at some point in this season, before it is over, square off against Raylan in a quick draw competition of sorts, yes? If Boone kills Raylan, I'm going to go to Harlan County and into a mine, and I'm going to blow the entire town into a sinkhole. I'm going to sink the pizza portal. And then I'm going to throw my justified DVDs into that giant pit. (laughs) Uh, This douchebag can't kill him, right? I mean, he's certainly menacing in a creepy way. And I actually like, I mean, I don't like his look, but I like his look for like the wide-eyed, kind of deranged. And Uh I know this guy has been in a lot of stuff that I don't recognize. I meant to look him up. Uh, What was he in? He was in Hannibal last season. He was in the... Oh shit! It's I've seen him around. The it's called the Black um, Downtons or Darabies or something like that. That was from like ten years ago. That that he was like a main 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 role guy in Black Uh, Dahlia. No, 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 no. It's a TV (laughs) show. It's a one season TV show, which I'm not familiar with. So I'm not going to pretend. But I've definitely seen him kicking around uh, in other things before. And he also looks kind of similar to uh, like. He, a little similar to like the Ramsey Bolton guy from Games of, Game of Thrones. Yeah, he looks like a few people. He he's got kind of like a little bit of Joseph Gordon Levitt in there. He does. I saw. Uh, yeah. He's he's got the guy from uh, shit. There's some really bad teen movie I saw a long time ago. Um, I don't know. He he's in Sleepers. How about that? Mm, sure. But anyway, <laughs> I just don't I, I I don't want him to to kill Raylan. My question is, you know, clearly he's brought in as a quick draw specialist. It's been a while since Raylan has quick drawed anybody. In fact, we're yeah we're talking over lunch. It's like I know he got shot in late in season two, and then his recovery from that was a thing in season three. You know, yeah. the ice pit guy he he pulled with the tablecloth, and mm-hmm. then he ran a guy over. I can't think of him drawing down on anybody in a long time. Yeah, yeah, like they, actually having to draw down on somebody. They've been going more of an ironic end for these would-be gunmen. Yep. Um, and I wonder if they're going to keep that alive, if they're like, we need Raylan. They can't. In this final season, they can't do it. Like He's got to have one last drawdown on he somebody. He has to. And and if they are not setting it up, I will eat my hat. I will eat my hat if Boone is not the guy that he draws down on again and kills. I swore to destroy the entire town of Harlan. I don't know that eating your hat's going to cut it. <laughs> or... All right, you know. I'll eat two hats. I'll eat Raylan's hat. How about that? Oh, a Stetson. Do you know the history of the Stetson? I do. They were made in New Jersey. Cool in the summer, warm uh-huh. in the winter. Yep. A more practical garment has never been conceived. Absolutely. Uh, did you buy... One thing that worked about this for me is that I completely bought him as a threat to Loretta. Oh, yeah. I was mm-hmm. scared in that first scene... Uh, until he made it clear that he was threatening her and not just there to kill her, mm-hmm. I I was scared that she might die. And I'm still kind of yeah. scared that she might die. 
Sure, she has put herself in the hot seat here. And Boyd is selling her a bill of goods that he can't fulfill. No, what's he going to do? Take Earl and uh, what's-his-face over to Arkham's place? And... Well, it's kind of a cynical promise he made to her. Like, keep Harlan Harlan. Uh, you can have muscle and distribution, but after tonight, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. This is our last night in Harlan. So Ava. you got Carl and Earl's dumbasses to protect you, maybe. Uh-huh. If you can pay them for the loyalty. I guess he's turning over all, I mean... What does Earl and Carl think about that? Are they going to like? It's one thing to take orders from Boyd, mm-hmm. and I think Carl's already. Although he was a, a soldier this episode, he saved Boyd's life. Carl's yeah. already starting to rethink that. If Boyd's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm flipping the keys to Harlan to Loretta on my way out." Yeah, Earl's the one who I I wouldn't trust. I don't trust Earl, either one of Earl them. Earl seems super shaky. Carl seems less shaky. Well, uh, shaky, but it's shaky for, like, being loyal to Boyd, but then, like, hey, this teenager. Yeah. Uh, you report to her now. <laughs> sure. That seems, you know, questionable. Yeah, absolutely. She's uh, going to be having to pass out glasses of apple pie as fast as she can pour them. Per- perfect segue, because I was going to say it is uncanny how much she is turning into Mags Bennett. Oh, yeah. I mean, n- not even just from the angle of she's going to run this town, but her mannerisms... Her her confidence, her everything about her taking her. over a town hall meeting that was there <laughs> exactly. for like the coronation of some uh-huh. other person, and by the end she's got the whole room on her side. Might as well be the coal miners meeting. Sure, uh, that that whole thing. Yeah, I, I thought that was really cool, and you can see the the beginnings of the picture that they're painting with Loretta turning into Mags Bennett. Yeah, and and so it, if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be slightly disappointed. I'd say I think that's a really good bookend for. For the series. Sure. And I was kind of nervous because everyone always says Caitlin Deaver is like this really great child actor. And she is. And now she's kind of like a young woman actor, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea. She could be 26. I don't know. Sure. But she, I was worried as I saw, because I, as they, this was going off, I'm like, this is that scene. This is the iconic scene from mm-hmm. late in season two, Justified. And they're going to intentionally echo that. Can she pull it off? Mm-hmm. And I won't say that she crushed it, but she definitely pulled it off. Oh, yeah. She definitely pulled. And the other thing is, like, because it's weird. I watch television like I'm some kind of, like, judge at a prize fight. But afterwards, during a commercial break, I'm thinking, okay, she didn't crush it. But 17-year-old Mags Bennett in that situation yep. is not the Mags Bennett we saw later in the series. Yeah. So you got to start somewhere. We're seeing the start of this kind of – so it worked for me that she she wasn't exactly as good and as polished. She's not as she's not a Boyd Crowder. But no, she's getting her sea legs, though. As you know? an 18-year-old Boyd Crowder or an 18-year-old uh, Mags Bennett, I thought she did great. And she has a really good argument here. You know, the, look at this outsider. Look sure. at his fancy suit and his bolo tie. Does that look Kentucky to you? Well, guess what? I've been here for generations. Yeah, and his plan is to destroy Harlan. Mm-hmm. He will buy that piece by piece, bring his guys in. Siphon all and the it, money it out, becomes... just like the coal companies, just like that scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so when Loretta steps up and says, hey, I'm going to give you guys a piece of this, you know, I, I want Harlan to reap the prosperity of all this. Yeah. That, that's a great moment. I like it. And, and And seeing her and Boyd team up, like tag team this guy, that's exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> And then see Boyd to be kind of vaguely uncomfortable about the fact, which I was trying to decide whether that's because he knew 
he was kind of leaving <laughs> her with the shaky legacy since he was going to, you know, bug her off. Uh-huh. Because that's one thing when she came to him for help, which I thought was great when I saw that. I'm like, yes. Uh, he's like, well, why don't you go to Raylan? She's like, well, you know, it's complicated. Besides, Raylan's not long for Harlan anyway. Implying that Boyd's going to be a long-term partner. So he's... Yeah, yeah. And and they, they focus on Ava's face while she comes to the bar, and she's got this kind of, like, sad or disappointed look. Do you think it's because she knows that Boyd is setting her up to fail? I mean, is Boyd cynical Could enough be. to use her as a distraction against Arkham... Avery Markham, while he comes after her? <laughs> I think so. Because it's just like, yeah. it just doesn't add up. But on the other hand, does he in some weird way care about Harlan? Uh, I I feel like more at this point he cares about himself and Ava getting out of here. I mean, I think it's amusing to him to leave the town to Loretta. But he, he, he doesn't not care, but he doesn't care enough to, to stick matter. around and like, OK, well, I'm going to stick yeah. around for another six months and, and no. see this transition through. Because I think that would work if Boyd stuck around for six months and did the Dread Pirate Roberts routine on. Of course, you don't get that reference because you haven't seen the fucking Princess Bride. Yep. But that 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 scheme of, uh, you know, he's working with her hand in hand and then gradually gives more and more the responsibility. His henchmen see that she's competent and also ruthless in her own way, then leaves, then that'd be fine. But I just don't see him leaving in the, in the dead of night, presumably making you know Earl and Carl rich in the process. <laughs> I, I don't see him getting away with it. I see him trying it, though. Well, I'm just saying if he did, like he pays, you know, there's, there's what, how many millions of dollars? Was it six? Like well, 10, how, million. 10, 10 million. 10 yeah. million. And he gives, you know, half a million to all the henchmen, and then he and Ava go off in the sunset. You know, uh, Loretta's left with a pissed off Avery Markham who has nothing and is desperate. Yeah, that's and, not and, that's not good. And a couple of, you know, okay at best thugs who have a half million her. dollars to name. Why are you know they're they're probably <laughs> going to risk their lives now to help the red out? Yeah. I don't know. I we don't have a good idea of they're how going off the they Branson. are in Harlan. They're but. going off the Branson for that money, and they're going to have Branson. themselves a good old time. <laughs> right. They're going to turn on some Johnny Cash, sure, and kick up their heels. All right. Um. Yeah. It, anyway, I like that a lot. Uh, the other thing is Raylan's trying to get out. Raylan's willing to sell her his land. Um. Actually, he's trying to give it away. Basically, yeah. He's like, you know what? I don't. When even he said, want it. "I want what it's worth," I almost thought him. He was going to say jack shit. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. Promise you, you'll do something with the dungeon. Promise you'll fix that up. Yeah, he also offers the land to somebody else, doesn't he? He's like art uh, to he, art. Yeah, he's yeah. literally trying to give away the thing the whole yeah. damn time. Yeah, he's got his grave. He's he's done. Yep. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is Mikey and his relationship with Win. Okay. Mikey is really bummed out mm-hmm. to see his mentor uh, turn rat. Now, yeah. I think boy, I think uh, Duffy is rather shrewd. Uh, okay. You know, like you have to define your people very carefully in this criminal underworld because he is correct. Catherine Hale and Boyd would sell him out in a second. Yeah. But Mikey doesn't understand that because Mikey kind of dumb. And I'm wondering if this is going to somehow this is going to come into play with Duffy's downfall. If he does downfall, if he falls down. Yeah. 
I could easily see Mikey turning him in or even killing him because he just doesn't respect him anymore. Huh. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I could see Mikey ratting after the big sanctimonious speech he gave. I'm not saying ratting, but not being the loyal henchman anymore because okay. you've opened your eyes. And also, he's not impressed. Like, from his perspective, I was looking every single – it ratting doesn't seem to work. Yeah. It's like giving in the blackmail. It's like there is no reason for the people blackmailing you to ever stop blackmailing you. Yeah, and at least if you're being blackmailed, you can typically call the cops. The cops. But when the cops are the one US blackmailing you, Raylan Givens is 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 blackmailing me. But and that's, yeah, that's, what are you, uh, okay. you going to do? That's the other thing. When I start to think about that, it's like you know we, we're talking about this in House of Cards a lot. How diplomacy works, right? Okay. If you're a diplomat, and and the Americans too, um, if you're a diplomat or you're a spy or something where. You have no recourse, right? Mm-hmm. Like if a country tells another country you're going to do one thing and then they do another, unless you get, you know, tank up and airplane up and aircraft carrier up, there's nothing you can do but cry about it. Kind of. I mean, there, there's you know, other pressures, other sanctions, but that you ultimately can put on and... there's nothing you can do to make a sovereign state. So that's them, true. Them yeah. keeping their word and, and having their word mean something and assurances mean something is the only real capital that there is in this game. Same thing with, like, double agents and stuff. I think the same thing with criminal informants. You have to walk a fine line. If you just abuse the shit out of them and your department becomes known as the one that will offer you a deal and then renege on the deal, yeah. then people are going to start, you know, prosecutors make their bread and butter by getting uh, people to make plea deals. And they yeah. make plea deals on on the good faith of the law enforcement. Well, Something I bet a lot of people don't realize the situation they're getting themselves into when they do that. I, I, but I'm saying that, like, there's limits to what you can do to criminals before they'll just be like, well, fuck this. And then then or, or t- the word will get out to other criminals that yeah, you don't keep thing. your word. And then what mm-hmm. do you do? So this season, it's kind of bugged me a little bit just how, like, oh, you're not cooperating with us? Well, I'll just punch you in the nuts. Like, Raylan's punching a lot of people in the nuts of late. I, I, I thought it was the stomach, but sure. They they could be nut shots. Why not? Oh, okay. Yeah. Nut <laughs> nut or gut. Either way, he's he's uh-huh. getting handsy and and they're playing fast and loose. They're coming again harder and dumber. Sure, that's Raylan. It doesn't seem like that was the Marshal Service as a whole up until well, Art's recently. standing there with them. I mean, no, I mean until recently. Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah sure. Now it does. Uh, it feels like they're getting dumber and harder. Uh, Speaking of unceremonious ways to dump information on us, let's talk about sea bass. Okay, yeah, why not? What did you think about Catherine Hale just dispatching him in like a three-minute scene and that's done? Sure. I, I don't know. He was the last of Arkham's guys. Um, he, had a great line the, I, he had a great line of the week uh, candidate where he said, what are you going to do, like send your soft rock militia after me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I was never very much invested in Seabass. Nah. But particularly Seabass. He was like I liked in... Mundo better. Yes. I liked uh Ty Walker in better. End, yes. I-, I wanted to see those guys given proper treatment. Seabass I didn't give a shit about. Honestly. Yeah, they never really developed him. He no. was just kind of a f- almost a comic foil to Mundo. It felt like a Laurel and Hardy routine. Yeah, a little bit. So I guess disposing of him and Graham Yost mentioned in his um in his postmortem, that one of the things they did to get Mary Steenbergen in on the series is she says, "Well, do I get to kill someone? I want to be. I want to shoot somebody." 
Okay. And he goes, fine, you can shoot somebody. So that was like fulfilling their end of the contract. <laughs> cool. Um, How about the other rat, Ava? Yeah. Ava's the other rat. She is what appears to be firmly on Raylan's side throughout is most it? of this episode. When when she breaks down in the pizza portal and says, hey, this is what's happening. Uh, it was supposed to go down a week later. But here's going the thing. down tonight. Here's the thing. Um when 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 Raylan makes Boyd turn rat and goes to the bar and his his sole purpose there was to give him like you know false information so they can set a canary trap and see if 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 Ava passes that information to Raylan yeah. to see if she's still on their side. Um, Boyd smokes all that out. Yep, immediately. He's like, Raylan's pulling the string. This is the moment we pull our get out of. They've been talking about we can use Raylan one time. Uh huh. They never... They don't it, use it, him. Well, that's what I'm saying. Ava if we go with him. your narrative, that Ava tells him, are you certain that this wasn't somehow using that get-out-of-jail-free card? Like this plot was never meant to succeed here? Or that Boyd was thinking there's no... like Because he thought that they... The other thing is, the marshals were looking at the main entrance of the mine. And she doesn't and he tell says, him when or how. We're going to go out the ventilation shaft... Which mm-hmm. I'm assuming is another thing. Of course, nothing went to plan, so they came out the main entrance anyway. Sure. I'm not so sure that he didn't pull that. Just I, I'm not, I'm not so sure that this isn't just a longer con. Oh man! Now you, I you might be right because she doesn't tell him how it's going down, and, and she I, says I don't know how. And I can't square that with how angry Boyd was at the end. Although I guess you know that's just he just almost got blown up and died in the mine again. Yeah. Um. Well, that was all with Zachariah, right? right. That, that wasn't I'm just saying that, that Boyd knew he was being set up. They talked about pulling the railing cord, and then that cord never got pulled. So I think that there is something that we don't know yet that's going on. Okay, I'm not buying that, but I see why you say it. Uh, it it's, I wouldn't rule it out necessarily, but I, I thought Ava, after being you know caught again... Because not, this... not divulging information, she finally does. And that was kind of fun, too, that Raylan thinks Boyd just incompetent. It turns out he had a savage betrayal at the end. Yeah. But the way I see this playing out is, uh, you know, Raylan thinks they're going to tunnel up through and then crack open a safe. Boyd was just going to blow it, and that safe was going to drop 100 or so feet down the mine shaft. Mm-hmm. Then they haul it out at the, uh, out the uh, ventilation shaft that Raylan doesn't know anything about, and he makes off the money, and the marshals are holding their dicks. Yeah. But so, but yeah, I mean, I we said two episodes ago. Thank God we finally are done with the the Ava double, triple, quadruple agent stuff. Nope. Uh, are you disappointed? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like we're mostly done with it. I, I guess I feel like we're more done with it than you do. Hmm. Um. So no, how do you I'm, say I'm that? Because Raylan's back to kind of trust in her, and Boyd's back to not kind of trust in her, which is where we've been at since fucking episode two, episode one. Honestly. Because she gave him actual information. I don't know if she even knew about the the secondary shaft, like a ventilation shaft or anything like that. Mm-hmm. She gave him what information we know she has. So I feel like that was her cooperating. I feel like I want to give this plot a wag of my finger. Like I'm <laughs> okay. not, uh-huh. I'm not fed up, but I'm getting there. I feel like this right. thing has treaded has, and this has been an awesome season. But this this particular plot point has tread water for nine episodes now, mm-hmm. and I guess it's kind of interesting to see the you know whether who she's going to pick at the end or what life she's going to choose. But 
I'm not that invested in it. Hmm. I think it's more okay. interesting to see Ava ride or die for for one way or the the other. Hmm. And I also feel for her yeah. because you know when Boyd comes back and he doesn't have the money and now he's saying like I'm going to hit him she sees I mean she's just destroyed because she doesn't know what to do now. Do you, do you see Ava as a proxy for Harlan in general at all? The audience. <laughs> no, 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 Harlan. Uh, uh, uh like yeah. The fate of Harlan here is being decided between Loretta or Arkham. Um, and it, it all, a lot of that rests on Ava's back here. Well, and broadly, it's like, you know, you're just sitting here. If Wait, you know, the, the, the mines are gone and mm-hmm. the jobs are drying up and you don't have any good options left because now it's like, I don't know how Raylan feels about her. I don't think that he would put her in jail at this point. But I don't. I think the the fifty grand is off the table for her cooperation. <laughs> and now she sees Boyd being increasingly yeah. risky, and this is going in bad places. So now it's like, well, I could back Raylan's play and be left with nothing mm-hmm. except for my freedom for what that's worth, or I could back Boyd's plan and lose everything, including my life. Yeah, it's a lot riskier on the Boyd side, I think. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like whatever fate Ava chooses might also signify the fate of Harlan, good or bad, uh, uh, right or wrong, I guess. Uh, could we talk about the um, uh, Uncle Zachariah situation? Okay. What about it? Speaking of, you know, the things where it's like anytime I think too close to the plot, I like start recoiling. They talk about being four feet from underneath the basement and they're just one charge to go. And I'm like, really? Four feet away from the basement and you're not hearing depth charges blowing the ground from you're standing on? Uh, only Raylan can hear that. <laughs> they say four feet. I, I didn't. They did. He said, just, we're that. four feet below the basement. All I got to do is blow this final charge and then blow through the concrete and we're there. And Boyd's like, oh, you got to do it in one go. Yeah, he's saying like deep drill, place two charges. Like, that seems like more than enough, doesn't it? To get through four feet of rock, if you drill like two and a half feet. And rock in. is no joke. Four feet of rock. Yeah, but they're drilling in. They're not just well. The way they the way that they showed this go down, yeah. was weird to me because okay, I agree. Boyd says like, "Let's deep drill it. Let's drill way in there. Let's shove two depth charges in there." Well, I think whatever. that's what he's saying. Instead of Sticks doing dynamite, instead of doing one drill and one charge, and to do you're basically drilling two bull whores, one deeper than other. But I don't know what deep means. Deep could be six feet instead of four. But but it didn't look like more than six inches. Is the thing, I, yeah? Like the way they stuck those dynamite sticks. But in there was there two and... charges. You only saw the one, and then you saw uh-huh. the other go. I assume that was the deep, the the deep bore. I don't know. Oh, they have a shallow and a deep one. Yeah, because one was short okay. and one was long, and they they'd have to be. I don't know. I I just when you're going through like uh, driving through the mountains uh, out east, and you see like where they cut highways through the mountains. Yeah. And if you ever look, you can see. Like where they drilled the holes, mm-hmm. and they seem like they're at six to eight foot intervals. Like they do six foot, blow it, do another six foot, blow it. So sure. there's a limit to what you can do with TNT, is all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I'm just saying that it, they're, they're tunnel. I just can't believe that <laughs> days of explosions going underneath the portal, and the whole damn town hasn't been like, what the hell is going on with all the explosions under here? Yeah. Uh, everyone's glass of water is shaking like a T-Rex is walking like, through Like, Harlan. really? The only coal miners left in Harlan are Zachariah, <laughs> Boyd, and Raylan? Uh-huh. Nobody's at the portal? Like, the mm. fuck? I, I know what that sound is. Anyway, I, I just keep coming to think back to 
it doesn't make sense Zachariah taking Boyd out at this moment mm-hmm. when he had many, many other chances. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm trying to look past that, but you continuously remind me of it. All right, sorry. I'll stop I guess I'll stop doing that. Uh did you get what he was muttering to himself before he lit the charge? No. So I was trying to dig into that and then I got into a thread on Justified where or the Justified subreddit on, on Reddit where Leonard Chang is a regular member on there and someone was asking like what I thought it was like some kind of prayer or something. I did too, and he said that it was a Victorian-era poem composed for miners who had died. Oh, and I, okay. So I started looking at this, and this was he's, – he's quoting a real um, – so I guess what would happen is something they did in Victorian England is when people would die uh, like in wars or mining accidents or die before their time or maybe even at, during their time – one thing that they did is they would uh, compose these little poems and then they would print them on these cards with very elaborate like gold foil. And there was like all this intricate um, printing and like symbols like, you know, like if 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 it was a soldier, it was like a bunch of columns. And if it was a child that because like they used children to mine back in those days, sure. there would be like more innocent type things. But as designed, they call them penny ballads. Because they okay. sold them for a penny, like at the funerals, uh-huh. and people could take them home, and they would then get elaborate frames, and you'd hang it up in your house. And since m- everyone had a child or someone that died back in the day, because there's an industrial revolution, all this stuff, yeah. that like you know it was not uncommon to see a wall that has a few of those in your home. It's kind of like a private memorial. Hmm. But this was a real verse that was composed for a man who died in a mine, uh, and it was it was written as if he was talking to his wife, but he's that was what he was reciting. And I thought that was interesting because I totally buy that Zachariah would be the type of crusty old minor dude. It would be all about Victorian era. Like he's probably got a coffee table book sure. of this shit. The good old days of mining. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you know, reading it with a glass. <laughs> back when kids were kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back when six year olds could hold, could haul 16 tons a day. Um, I want to yeah, see the, cool. I want to see the tongue in cheek ones, right? Like, Oh, he was a dusty old fool. He'd come home dirty smelling and, uh, say what's on the table or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, the because you know they're there, right? Like there's the very serious somber ones. Sure, and there's the ones of you know miners being miners and writing some funny shit. <laughs> I don't know if the Victorians were that uh, th- th- that cheeky about. <laughs> oh that. come on, they have a really dry sense of humor. I can see that. <laughs> That's modern day Englishmen. True. Um. So what else we got to talk about here? Uh. I, I don't know. Did you I, did you find that the Boyd scene was oh. tense when the the because on the one hand I didn't think he could really die, but yeah, on the other hand, I'm still there. He was. I felt like uh, Walton Goggins was selling the shit out of that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He he did some really good acting there. Like he was actually desperate. You know, yes. He, there's there's TV desperate, yeah. and then there's real life desperate. And yeah. I felt like he was more towards the real life desperate than TV desperate. Sure, sure. Uh, he for a guy who keeps his cool remarkably well in all situations, he did not keep his shit together. Oh, one thing about Boone being introduced to Raylan, mm-hmm. um, there is a character in the last book that Leonard uh, Elmore wrote called uh-huh. Raylan that is uh, a gunslinger who's kind of preoccupied with making movies because hmm. that's another thing that 
uh, kind of a trope in, in Leonard stuff is there's always involving kind of like a fourth wall breaking character who's like all about Hollywood or wanting to get into Hollywood. This guy seems like the opposite. Doesn't know who John fucking is. That's what Wayne I'm saying. Is. Like, I feel like this is that storyline, and they've mm-hmm. taken that character out of that and given him a more bizarre physical appearance. And to kind of nod or wink at the people that are Elmore fans, yeah. they're like, he's going to blatantly not know anything about movie gunslingers. Uh-huh. I, I thought that was a cool. Uh, I, I, think I felt cool winked at. Yeah, I like it. Uh, what about Catherine Hale calling up the French cleaner? So. Is when, that going anywhere? What's that about? So my girlfriend and I, when we were watching that, we're like, this is so... We just watched John Wick a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the cool things about that movie is it postulates like there's this whole underworld that is a, a set of black market services that cater to high-end assassins. Okay. So like you can... There's hotels across the country you can check in and it's like guaranteed neutral territory. And if you murder a whole apartment full of people, you can call cleaners and you can have like, I've got a party for 12 and that's how many bodies I got. And we're like, man, this reminds me of like that cleaning service from like she just picks up and says something in French and that's how this hotel room keeps getting wrecked and it gets cleaned. <laughs> and then I read hmm. the postmortem and Graham Yo specifically mentions that John Wick universe as being something really? that they wanted to hint at. Like, there's this sha- okay. She's such a badass that there's this whole shadowy range of services that she can just call and assassins and, and get. need services, man. I, you know what? It doesn't even sound that far fetched. Like, no, it's not like I don't assassin think own- dry cleaning is a very different thing from normal dry cleaning, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, I think it's more of the lines of like the Better Call Saul stuff, where you know the vet sure. who will patch you up and give you the. Yeah, you know, I need IDs. I need uh, foreign currency. It's not like you go check into the murderer's hotel and you know get all the guns and stuff and information you need. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's a much more stylized version of that. But I okay, thought it was that's cool. cool. Uh, I because I had no that seemed a little out of place, but I I get it now. That makes yeah. sense. Um, let's see what else we want to talk about. I think that's about it. Yeah, I think so. Um, let's uh, consider some feedback, yeah? Sure. Marco in San Diego said, Just real quick, you guys mentioned the differences between the special branches of service and how Choo Choo's crew were the Rangers, but he mentioned the sniper had 255 kills. I thought it was a funny reference to the Chris Kyle slash American Sniper story. Um, This is absolutely correct. We got a couple emails. This guy's the first. Uh, I never saw that movie. I haven't seen it either, but I guess that's he's... His, he's publicly claiming his record of confirmed kills is 255, and he okay. was a Navy SEAL. Gotcha. That's got to be it then. Yeah, so um, it was a sly reference to that, and also a timely reference because that movie was blowing up at the time this episode hit. So, so are they basically saying that like everybody who's in the military kind of doubts that number? Well, it's, it's more probably a that there's, you know, like Army thinks Navy is bullshit, sure, and yeah. Navy thinks Army's bullshit, and, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, there's a lot of inter, you know, and, ev- and everyone thinks the Air Force slash Air Scouts are bullshit. So there's a yeah. lot of that, I think, going on. It's yeah, yeah. strange to hear Rangers talking about Navy SEALs as, but because I've always considered the Rangers as kind of like the Bud Light of Special Forces. Hmm. Um, Watered but, down. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a badass. I don't want any Ranger kicking my ass because I said that. I'm just saying. <laughs> reading Blackhawk down and stuff from dead like that kind of see the rangers as like the gung-ho kid version of the special forces <laughs> okay but i never jumped out of a perfectly fine airplane that so. speaks ill of the media not of of rangers sure right? yeah it's the impression you've been given plus there's there's i mean i don't <laughs> know how you deal that with that's that's probably a real thing like you 
you're you're a ranger and you've jumped out of airplanes, you've been involved in invasions, and you're a badass. But there is a tier of special forces that thinks what you do is a you know milk run. Sure, and there's probably a subset of that yeah. that like you know so you're a Navy SEAL, but are you a, a SEAL Team Six Navy SEAL? Mm-hmm. Uh, like where does it end? It's it reminds me of that Penny Arcade comic of. Uh, <laughs> like you see like this badass mercenary and then it pans above it. And it's like uh, the guy from splinter cell okay. doing like that split, split leg hallway about to kill him. And then it uh-huh. pans above that. And it's like Batman's above him, uh-huh. like about ready to swoop down. It's like, where does it end? Who, yeah. who is the ultimate? Um, anyway, I, I think it's God. God wins that arms race. God wins the arms, r- yeah. arms race. Mm. Always. Uh, Natalie H said, Hey guys, I was thinking maybe this could be how the season ends. Ooh, a prediction. It seems as though it's going to be if Raylan would have left with Winona when he had the chance, everything would have been fine. If Boyd would have took Ava and ran when he had the chance, everything would be fine. The invitation and the greed to do that one last thing is going to be their downfall, and I don't think either mm-hmm. one makes it out alive. I do think that they are going to go full circle and end up down that mine shaft for their final confrontation. Pop, becoming a popular theory. Yeah. I think Ava is going to get out of Harlan alive and hopefully with some of Markham's money. Although I think at this point she's going to get caught in a crossfire with Markham before that happens. The only thing I wonder about is Ava. Is she going to find out if she's that she's pregnant in the last episode? Hmm. So with Raylan already having a child, the narrative be Boyd and Raylan didn't make out of Harlan alive, but at least her children have. Uh, I thought that at the beginning of the season, but go back and forth because I'm not sure if Justified is that type of show. That would be interesting. That was my first thought, too. Not that type of show, but... Uh, Boyd and Raylan both died to mine, but, uh, you know, Ava's got Boyd's baby and Winona's got Raylan's baby. And they can dig coal together and start all this over again in 30, 40 years. <laughs> what if uh, we, we jump forward about a year, Winona has Boyd's baby... Ava has Raylan's baby, <laughs> and they're holding them hostage. Well, okay, I I can see the Ava. <laughs> How is Boyd getting down to Florida and going? <laughs> she comes back for a visit. Ray, there's a, there's yeah, a caper yeah, where Nona the babies said are, she was taking a nap. The babies are in two identical strollers. They're accidentally switched. When Nona <laughs> said she was taking a nap, but what she really did as soon as Raylan took the kid, she like paged Boyd and said, "Come get it." Yeah, they've been they've been they've been hitting it since back in high school. No, I I, I don't know. I'm. I kind of agree with her sentiment that it's not that type of show. Yeah. And a lot of people are hanging their hats on Raylan surviving solely on the fact that this is an Elmore Leonard in spirit. But it's... I lean that way, too. Yeah. Well, you know, the man ain't around anymore. Of the two, of Boyd and Raylan, assuming either of them survive, I think it's going to be Raylan over Boyd. And I feel like that they have so much respect for Elmore Leonard that it's more than... It's like, do we have the right to kill this man's character? Sure. You know, like, unless you knew that he would be okay with that, that seems like a something that they would not, like, neither Yost nor Oliphant nor Goggins would be cool with just laying hands and doing violence to Raylan on that fact alone. Might be right. Uh, Dan from Manchester said, in your last podcast, you're discussing Zachariah's intentions, and I'm just wondering if it has anything to do with Ava. In episode five sounding, it felt like Ava was up to something that even we as a viewer weren't really aware of, and then Zachariah was introduced in the next episode. Is it possible that he is working for Ava in order to steal the money so that she can screw over both Boyd and Raylan over? One problem with that theory is that Zachariah did not actually steal the money, nor did he even blow a hole sufficient to get the 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 thing down there. In fact, he could die, he could be dead. 
why are you reciting a dead minor poem unless you're thinking that you might die here? Sure. Uh, also, the the conversation that he had with Ava a couple episodes ago um, about Boyd didn't strike me as one where Ava was in on the plan. Yeah. And she's she's trying to defend Boyd, you know? Agreed. He's not Bowman. Uh, so we don't think it's possible, but we'll continue to entertain this theory regardless. Okay. The show's done a good job of making us think that she's now in allegiance with Boyd. After all, this would explain why Zachariah saved Boyd's life in the mine. Ava wants his crew dead, but not the man himself, because she wants him to know how she played him or how she played him before he dies. But I could say that after this episode, I don't know. Also, I feel like we never got an explanation from what hap- for, of what happened to Earl after he was arrested by Raylan at the start of the series. I've either missed something or is it? Pop- oh, he he wasn't arrested. His his dad took the fall for that's, him. I was I was about to say I'm pretty sure that that's how that all played out. Yeah, they had a big speech about you sure you want to go to jail over your. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It's the only thing I I care about going so, to jail. Um. Anyway, but he thought maybe that he could be a backup informant. But it's like, man, you got, you got three CIs. That's starting to get crazy. And if Raylan Givens, maybe Boyd's on screen, a CI too. If Raylan Givens on screen is telling Rachel that they have no more CIs, yes. Oh, there's no reason they're lying. Th- in why that would they lie to each other? That yeah. wouldn't make any sense. I that would be shocking, and and honestly, shockingly bad. I would be disappointed <laughs> if that was the case. In retrospect, I agree. CJ, on the subject of Raylan's survival, the only way to be a true to Aylmore Leonard is for Raylan to survive being the hero he is. The exception would be if he died taking a bullet for Ava. I'm not as steeped in Leonard lore to know that, you know, if he does stuff with a heroic sacrifice like that. Oh, I'm certainly not. (laughs) But does that feel justified that Raylan could die taking a bullet for Ava? Man, I don't want him to die for Ava. If anything, I would want him to die for his kid, or potentially Winona. Hmm. Uh, Shane Bowman in the forums mentioned the episode 208, The Spoil, is the episode where Mags gives her classic speech to Black Pike about the mining to the locals. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to go and view that uh, as a comparison to the Loretta stuff, just made it a little easier to find. Uh, Nick P. said after... I don't think Justified's on Netflix. You, you can get it on uh, Amazon and uh, Apple TV or whatever, Apple's iTunes. Yes, yeah, iTunes. Uh, Nick P said, after seeing Boyd jump from the explosion, I thought that there was quite a bit of fire around Boyd. I also noticed that he jumped to his right, which he could still leave the left side of his face exposed to fire. But a few scenes later, would they, uh, or just for a few scenes more, they only showed the right side of Boyd's face. And I was thinking, <laughs> did the left side of his face get severely burned? We're in a Gus Fring situation here. Yeah. <laughs> they finally showed his left side, which got, was beaten, but not burned. But I kept thinking how amazing would it be if Boyd got intense burns on his face. And for the remainder of the series, he just became this obsessed, crazier version of himself. <laughs> similar to Harvey Dent from The Dark Knight. <laughs> I'd have been all for the idea of a deformed Boyd Crowder going after Avery with no more fucks to give. Oh, well, still like the episode. All right. I don't know if I would be totally on board with the Two-Face idea. Uh-huh. But at least some singed hair, right? He's got this crazy hair that everybody always talks about. Singe it off at the end. There was a long thread on Reddit about Boyd uh, and his similarities due to Joker. Okay. Um, which I didn't find that compelling, but I thought it was interesting that now we got two, we got two face going on here. His, his big smile, like what? Yeah, basically <laughs> okay. crazy hair, big smile, lights, gun, gunpowder, gasoline explosions. Hmm. Um, it, it seems way more educated and intelligent than you would expect from their background and appearance. Yeah. Uh, 
was I want to say something else about this whole Two Face plot? I he kind of minus the facial scarring. That's kind of where he's going. Like he's getting increasingly desperate. Oh yeah, and increasingly crazy. So I think other than the horrific CGI facial scarring, we're we're getting this version <laughs> of the character. Which you know, you know, I say I'm not on board with it, but maybe, maybe it might be cool. It could it, I think it could have been cool. depending on how they handle it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he ain't pretty no more. Emily says it was probably her favorite episode of the season right behind The Hunt, which hmm, that kind okay. of blew me away because I feel like The Hunt was kind of the peak so far. And we've been in a two episode lull before we kick in the hopefully overdrive the next three or four. Also, the Win Duffy snitch reveal was very abrupt. Now that's out in the open, he can't be long for the justified world. Do you agree with that? I think so. Yeah. You think because I don't think Duffy gets out of this. Everyone can't die in the finale, right? No, no, definitely not. So, and we've we've dismissed the minor henchmen. It would, it's just going to be a full episode of people getting shot <laughs> every five minutes. There's like <laughs> countdown to the next death, so you can synchronize your bathroom visits. Uh-huh. Um, like, is is Limehouse coming back? He's got to, right? He just I mean, kind of disappeared they, off the map after he warning can't offer Boyd. a partner shot. What if Limehouse ends up being Loretta's muscle? Oh, that's not a bad idea. Because I like Limehouse. I think he's a good guy. Yeah, and and what I can tell, I mean, aside from Errol, I think he has a lot more muscle than that, right? He has a lot more muscle. Yeah. And he also don't take kindly to dudes threatening women. And he's super invested in Harlan County. Yeah. I mean... I mean, sure, his own little enclave of Harlan County. Which, yeah, I mean, there's a whole reasons for that, but that would be kind of an uplifting end, that, like, Harlan County is genuinely coming together, like, breaking down Uh class, breaking down race, we're taking it back for the people. That could be cool, yeah. Um... Anyway, she said, Lorette, Lorette, Loretta freaking McCready, man. I just love that character. I'm so glad they brought her back for the final one. She's like Mags Bennett 2.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and Boyd is one of the best duos on TV ever. I, you know, mentioned previously that I wasn't that high on uh, Loretta. I thought that they kind of used her as a crutch in the last few seasons. Just like, oh, remember, yes. mm-hmm. remember they did. that. Remember that cool season two? I'm with you. But this feels more substantial, and I'm a lot more on board with it. Yep, totally. I think Justified is one of the only shows that can pull off introducing so many great new characters in the final season and not that be and have that not be a bad thing. This guy Boone coming in so late is very damn creepy and despicable, but mm-hmm. so good. Oh, one thing I also picked out on the um, uh, the Yoast at the most uh, postmortem, the Yoast mortem, uh-huh. is that they knew they could get this Dillahunt guy who played Ty Walker only until December because he was then going to go shoot that new Amazon series he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they planned on that being like an arc and then they're going to reintroduce this, which okay. worked a hell of a lot better than an actor just stopping in the middle like they did last oh, season yeah. with the Jean-Claude guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, was it Jean-Claude? That was no Jean Baptiste. <laughs> Jean Baptiste. Jean-Claude. I've been watching yes. too much. JCVD was in. He was the last season of, and he quit right in the middle. Time. He's tired of his bullshit. Ah uh, shit! I had something I wanted to say about that. Well, I'll keep I reading. Em- I'll keep reading Emily's email, and you think about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to his inevitable death because you just know he's going to die in some spectacular fashion by Raylan. Hopefully, counterpoint. Loretta takes care of him herself with the apple pie. Uh, Markham? No, no. Uh, Boone. Because we're thinking she needs Boyd to protect her. She needs. Railing the protector could be interesting. What if she just pulls the classic and and unlike uh, Avery, he wouldn't know to avoid it. 
You're right. And, and he's You're also right, he got wouldn't. that creepy, like, come on, and I could see her turning on the, like, the, you know, uh, the charm, and like, well, have a drink with me, and uh-huh. him being so overconfident and a just giant dick. Would that be... Spe- I think that would be kind of spectacular. I think so. Yeah. Lord is... And I mean, if you ever want to make a Mags Bennett comparison, there it is, right? And now that I think about it, I'm kind of like feeling like I'll be a little bit robbed if we don't see the apple pie <laughs> in conjunction with I know, man. Again. That, that's the thing. Like, with this Duffy stuff, we built it up in our heads. Like, oh, I want I want an awesome unveiling of who the rat, the rat is. And then it's just unceremonious. And it might be the same thing with some well, of this and, other stuff that we're I'm building sh- up. I could, I, if Yost were listening to his podcast, I could see him being like screaming, we fucking referenced apple pie. <laughs> you know, like, what the hell? What What do I have to do? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, if he hits all the notes and it's like, well, you're just being a hack. Exactly. I and, don't want it too on the nose. So it's like we already got ways, a but, side of the nose. But for the end of a series, you... You kind of do want a little bit more on the nose than yeah, because the series is as much about fan service. Yes, that's a it's almost com- a thank you for coming along this ride with us. It's a crucial component to the end of the series. Like mm-hmm. you know, God damn it, I can't make a lot of. I don't want to spoil the ending of Breaking Bad and stuff, but that was honestly a great final season. Yeah. But there was a lot of fan service stuff too, mm-hmm. a lot of nods and fun moments and bringing old characters back that maybe. Sh- didn't need to come back, but it was just fun yeah. to see them. I remembered what I was going to say, by the way. Hit me. The way that they set up Boone. Yeah. I, I want to make a comparison with Justified and The Walking Dead here. The way they set up Boone being a badass with this gun. Yeah. Without ever firing a single shot. Uh-huh. Just implying how good he is. And he doesn't even have to say, like, how good he is. He's talking no. obliquely he- about a third menacing person. Yeah. He's saying, whoever this was shot the head clean off that snake. That mm-hmm. must have been a hell of a it's shot. A danger- a deranged, He's a quick draw. Possibly deranged, pro- definitely dangerous person. Yep. Set up masterfully. Mm-hmm. The Walking Dead trying to set up Sasha as a badass. Right. It's Rick nodding to her, her turning around and taking a shot from not even that far of a distance with a rifle and a scope. Right. And blowing a walker's head off. That's right. two on the nose. Sure. That is that that is a way of telling us how badass she is. It's almost like the reverse. Like they took the showing don't tell too far. Yeah. And made it too on point and and it just comes off as laughable well you can't whereas here it's not laughable in any way it's intimidating and scary we've never had any hint that sasha is a sniper and then they used her for sniper duty in the slab 10 episode but we never got to see her well i guess she we actually did get to see her take a shot but even that came out of nowhere it's just comical it's it's ridiculous and over the top and silly by comparison all right um let's see i don't feel like i had emily's thing finished um Anyway, oh, final note. Can Ava just make a decision already? I mean, maybe I'm not getting it, but it seemed like she was firmly on Boyd's side last week, and now she's helping Raylan again. I love the storyline from the beginning, but now it's kind of confusing. Or is she playing both of them? Maybe someone can clear this up. I can't clear it up. I'm just hanging my hat on the fact that they referenced setting something in motion that we didn't see go in motion or even try to go in motion. She did say I was, well, she did say I was supposed to tell you it was happening a week from now. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe that was Boyd, but man, that's that just feels weak to me. I don't know. Like I said earlier, I think Ava was more on Raylan's side this episode, yeah. and, and fairly firmly. Yeah, I I'm not really on the same boat as you as uh, about this. You know, will she? Won't she? Sort of deal. 
she goes, real final note, Loretta, Loretta McCready spinoff. Okay. Uh, there was actually a thread. What's it called, Black Gold? Uh, no, there was a, <laughs> a, a, a solid idea for this on Reddit uh, where you spin it off with Boyd and her in cahoots, and they call it Vilified. <laughs> all right, not bad. Uh, that's all the email we got. So if okay. you'd like to send us more, you can do so at justified.baldmove.com. Forums.baldmove.com is where we keep a weekly show thread where you can uh, jump in and talk with us and your fellow listeners. Uh, you can get on uh, Facebook.com slash baldmove and Twitter at baldmove to keep up with our release schedule. And uh, Good luck keeping up with it. It's, it's, it's intimidating. I can barely keep late. up with it. Yep. And we're making this shit. Uh, so we got four more episodes to go. This is traditionally when Justified kicks in the afterburners. Okay. This is a, I mean, I might be setting my sights too high, but I feel like this is the final season. It's going to be, you know, kitchen sink. Everything's coming out. Constable Bob's coming back. Limehouse (laughs) is coming back. Constable Bob, Mags Mags Bennett's coming back. Mm -hmm. Ghost Uh, of Mags. All that that stuff. Maybe maybe we get uh, some Dickie, some more Dickie. How about that necklace? A necklace is still, uh, yeah. Mm. Check off gator teeth. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But yeah. check out next week. We'll be there with you. And until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Bye bye.